The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves question. Are your change muscles flabby or fit? Realize business and life challenges will come knocking at your door unannounced and unexpected. Do you have what it takes to adapt to change quickly? The single most important factor is personal resilience, the capacity to absorb high levels of uncertainty, anxiety, and even self-doubt, and yet keep on going and rise to the task. A perfect example of that resiliency is my guest, Julie Failing, President of Healthcare Financial Services, or HCFS, which specializes in revenue cycle solutions for hospitals and health systems. Julie was thrust into the executive seat to continue the company's mission. Her story is the remarkable journey in learning the business side of HCFS, as well as using her strengths to bring the company's employees into closer alignment. And listeners, we have a double treat today, because along with Julie is David Torrance, President and CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums, who has been Julie's advisor and coach to get up the speed fast. Welcome, Julie and David. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Okay. Good afternoon, Marcia. Thank you for the introduction. You're welcome. Now, we'll start with uh, Julie. Uh, how did you become president of HCFS? My husband and I um, were major- majority shareholders in HCFS. He had battled a liver disease for um, approximately 20 years. And passed away. He was president of the company as well. He passed away um, a year ago. And in doing that, um, I decided to offer um, the opportunity to the board um, to become um, the acting president in his absence. And they voted me in. And so that's how I became president of HCFS. (laughs) 
Hey. Um, and for the listeners, what is HCFS and what does it do today? HCFS is a company that contracts with hospitals to provide services um, in the support of various parts of their revenue cycle. Mm-hmm. And some of the services that we offer are consulting, eligibility, out-of-state Medicare um, eligibility and billing, uh, follow-up with denied claims, marketplace assistance, and workers' compensation files. That is quite a, a plethora of services, uh, which I'm, I'm sure are very needed today. Um, but, you know, the show is about your journey and how did you make this journey and your lessons learned. So, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is how did you quickly get up to speed? How did you learn about the business and the day-to-day operations? Well, I have to say that I jumped in with both feet. Um, sadly, it was uh, it had to be a quick transition. So um, I unfortunately uh, buried my husband one week and started to work the next um, and have lived with my executive team. I have an, an excellent executive team that Rick had put into place um, that managed the day-to-day operations and uh, business of the company. So I began living with them on a daily and uh, having meetings weekly for them to teach me um, everything that they could teach me as fast as I could learn it about the business. Um, and so they've taught me all I know, the, the, the ropes. Um, I've gone to a trade show and gotten exposed on how, how all of that industry works um, and have visited clients and kind of gotten a taste of um, what type of uh, benefit we provide. And I know we'll get into this a little later, but what comes to my mind is, boy, you were thrown in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you had to sink or swim, and I and we, that's why we titled this, you know, getting up to speed fast, sink or swim. Yeah. What do you think was your biggest challenge in the beginning of when you took over? I mean, just bearing your husband one week and then taking over the uh, one day and taking over the next day. What was that biggest challenge? Or tell me a little bit about the beginning part. Um, my biggest challenge was um, just in beginning to think um, in a, at a, uh, an executive level. I had supported my husband in his executive role for many years um, because his disease was a gradual progression of him getting more and more sick. So mm-hmm. I had been exposed to um, thinking through his perceptions, um, mm-hmm. but I had never been in the position um, of having to do that on my own two feet. So it, it was, um, that was probably one of my greatest challenges was realizing that uh, most of my work experience and resume had been in support roles, and now I was in a full-fledged leadership role. And that was one of the reasons that I was so excited to meet David was because um, he, had to, he is in the process of channeling my thinking to realize that um, I'm not in a support role per se anymore, but a leadership. And so those um, things that I used to do that I was so natural doing in a support role now had to be delegated so that I could do the role effectively as a leader in this company. And so, David, um, what have been your observations of Julie in making this uh, transformation? Julie has um, significant um, skills in relating and connecting with her executive staff and with the employees. 
the, she, she has been able to establish the vision of um, the company throughout the entire organization. They all get it. They all are very um, proud of being a part of what ACFS does, which is really support a patient that doesn't necessarily know how they're going to find funding for their health care, as mm-hmm. well as helping hospitals in terms of having um, you know, revenue that uh, return to them on a faster basis. But she has really inculcated the, the, the vision of HCFS in the organization. She connects well. She is not her husband. Uh, skill set. From my standpoint, Rick was probably a lot more direct, a lot more task oriented, where Julie has significant strengths in delegation, in teamwork, and connecting with people, and listening, and, and getting everybody going in the same direction. Um, while she may not have the task oriented skills at the time I met her, those other skills were developed over a long period of time, and she, she is uh, most excellent at that. So, Julie, um, again, just, uh, t- you know, what, what David has said, uh, he, he's given, you know, uh, what, you, what you have to learn and what, what, you know, what you bring to the table and then what you had to learn. What was the hardest thing you had to learn in terms of the tasks? Because uh, you certainly have the relationship skills. What was, the, what was something that you had to really work on? Um, probably one of the the tasks would be um, staying a step ahead of <laughs> the timeline in the game. And um, as a leader, you're always looking uh, forward, and and you're always always to be forward thinking, and you're planning and setting meetings and. Um, because I'm learning quickly that the most productive meetings are the ones that you've already set the agenda in your head, whether you've communicated that or not. There, are, it always needs to be um, a, a goal, the mm-hmm. action items, and a deliverable date. And mm-hmm. those are what make executive meetings um, productive. And so that was one of the biggest tasks that I had because I was, as David said, more relational and all about discussing the issues, but I had to turn from that to closing the meeting with um, those things that needed to be done to accomplish what we had just discussed in those areas where we needed work. Okay. And, and David, do you have any uh, something else to add to that? Um, you know, what else Julie had to learn? Yeah, I mean, Julie was facing the 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 day, day-to-day issues at 20, 30, 40 at a time. And so having to figure out which one of those 40 were her top ones, twos, and threes, um, that was a tremendous learning curve for her that not every, not every issue is equal and that some of those issues should not be addressed and should be postponed. Other issues need to be addressed immediately. Uh, other issues can, can be delegated. And, and so that was part of, I think, uh, in our initial conversations with Julie, is let's take a look at how you prioritize mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. these issues because, you know, CEOs, they face 20, 30, 40, 50 issues in a day. But let's, let's learn to um, prioritize which ones we actually work on. And uh, just to follow up question to that, because we have just a couple more minutes before our first break, uh, either one of you can answer it. What was the couple of top priorities that you had to start working on pretty immediately? Um, sales efforts and growth. Okay. And then mm-hmm. um, um, examining the health of the current organization. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
And was that difficult, Julie, for you? Um, was it challenging? Let me use the word, was it challenging? <laughs> yes, it was challenging. Um, and one of the things, one of the reasons it's challenging is because we, um, there were not readily um, available to me um, measurables that, that helped me identify those things uh-huh. that needed to be worked on. So we have actually had to work on the measurable piece first and then to be able to step into identifying where, what areas in the company um, needed to be prioritized and worked on, as David spoke. And David, anything else you want to add to that? Well, I think she um, pretty well stated it quite well. Right, which is if you measure it. What, do you know what, uh, David? Because you're, um, if you measure it, you get the results. There's a there's a uh, a saying for that, and um, but you know, I think you've given us a really good sense of what it was like in the beginning, and we are going to take a short break. And so when we come back, I'd like to move forward to maybe a couple of months you know, into it or half a year and what were some of the things you were dealing with. So, um, guess it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moose coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. Stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. 
To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zottel, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest today is Julie Failing, president of HCFS, telling her story of getting up to speed fast, sink or swim. Also with us is David Torrance, CEO of Renaissance Forum, who's been um, Julie's advisor and coach during this transformation. So, Julie... Um, what were some of your strengths, and how did you use them in running the business? Well, um, my husband loved to talk, and so one of the things I um, am not only uh, naturally born to do, but developed even extensively over the years is being a good listener, because mm-hmm. I learned that you learn a lot about um, a person by just listening. You also learn things you don't know. And so, and I'm a teachable person, so listening was probably a paramount skill that I have used um, over this last year and found it extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a contemplator and a team leader. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband was a little more of a um, dictatorial type uh, uh, leader, and which was okay, but as David said, I'm, I'm, I have a different style and it's more of a mm-hmm. team leading. Mm-hmm. So, um, therefore, I have engaged um, a, my executive team in a different way than he ex- than he engaged them. Um, another thing that um, I have found very valuable um, that I chose to do early on was to seek counsel on all fronts, and that was not only for the business but also my personal life um, because I knew that if I was going to be successful in HCFS, that I had to keep a life balance going. So I have made sure that I have um, stayed, either gained connections or stayed connected with people who could help me stay in a life balance. Um, another one is that um, I'm never afraid to ask questions. There's never mm-hmm. a stupid question in my book. So that way I've gotten up to speed quickly in just continuing to ask questions until I understand. Um, and then the last thing is um, not afraid to make a decision. I take the facts that are presented in front of me and make the best decision I believe is possible for um, for the situation, whether it be in business or personal life. Wow. <laughs> Great information. And your honesty, I really appreciate your honesty about what you're good at and also what your you know your strengths but we all have areas to um, to improve but but the important thing and this comes out so much is know your strengths and use your strengths and I think that's what you did David do you have other things you would like to add about how Julie used her strengths in running the business yes she also does a remarkable job of identifying the strengths of in her executive staff and even the strengths uh, into the organization and promotes and encourages each of those individuals uh, in the use of their strengths. Um, This is a a remarkable talent that um, Julie has that many executives do not. Okay. Uh, Yes, I I hear that loud and clear. Um, 
I'd like to move on because now, you know, we talked about the beginning when you took over and the, and, and, and the challenges. And you had to really get up to speed fast. But now let's, let's fast forward to uh, maybe three or six months. Uh, and I would like both of you to talk about uh, what were, uh, let's start with Julie, what were some of the challenges you were facing as you transitioned and moved and became president, you know, midway? Because it's been about, it's a year now, so mm-hmm. the, let's say after about six months. What were some of those challenges? Well, um, one of the challenges in particular that I can um, uh, address is uh, making the decision about um, profitability of contracts. And we we had a particular contract that wasn't um, working as as healthy as it could, and so had to make decisions um, around that contract. And that was that was tough because um, having only been six months into. Um, this role as president, um, you don't ever want to make a decision that could have, you know, a, a hugely negative impact on the company. Um, but that was that was uh, that was one that I particularly found very very challenging. Um, was addressing some of the the client um, issues mm-hmm. and that were not mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. And David, what else would you add that were some of the challenges that you worked with uh, Julie on during this time? Well, I would say that um, the company is uh, enjoying significant revenue growth. And the in an entrepreneurial organization um, that begins to have the potential to grow like this company does, as you know, the processes really get challenged. Mm-hmm. And so um, as, as more opportunity came um, to HCFS, the processes really, it, it became a, uh, an important um, uh, priority to begin to take a hard look at the processes, such as roles, responsibilities, um, business processes, support processes, make sure that we're all on the same page and how we um, react with the customer and how we prioritize uh, our services. Uh, that's a real big challenge, and m- most organizations who are o- entrepreneurial like this one do have to face that they have to get um, more mature in their processes. Right. You know, I've often said that uh, an entrepreneurial organization has to move from seat of the pants to feet on the ground uh, management. And that's what you're taking, Julie. And and actually, Julie, you've had a good um, structure and your husband did a lot to bring the company to where it is. And now you're moving it forward. Um, any other challenges that come to your to your mind? How about boards of directors? Did you have to deal with the board of boards of directors, Julie? Were there any challenges around that? Um, that can be a challenging process. Yes, um, I've. That's one of the things I had to learn to get up to speed quickly in doing, and that is uh, relating to a board um, mm-hmm. in responsible in, in the position I'm responsible for. So, um, yes, uh, what what do you present to them? Um, what vision do you give? What facts do you give? Um, handling bylaws, handling all of the the terms around those bylaws, uh, making sure that you um, are. Um, you keep integrity in the fiduciary responsibility with the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, yes, there were lots. That was a, a dimension um, that uh, I definitely have had to grow into. Um, but 
um, because they are very interested, have lots of questions, but yet mm-hmm. they're you know they're at a they're supposed to be at a high level um, perspective, mm-hmm. and sometimes they would have a tendency to want to get into more of the detailed workings. Right, of the company. right. Mm-hmm. So there's a challenge in the CEO position and president position to keep um, that balance there as well. Right. Uh, I can understand that. Did you at any time, and, and this just comes to my mind as you know, trying to identify with where you are where you were and where you are t- today, did you feel any intimidation at all when you took over or dealing with the board, or did they make it easy for you to just walk in? Um, both, I would say. I mean, intimidation, probably not necessarily directly from them, but just the, right. the position itself created intimidation. Um, mm-hmm. Having to uh, present in front of, you know, uh, six people um, and... and um, argue your case um, is, you know, that can be quite unnerving, but, um, but it's, it's created extreme growth of, uh, of confidence in me as, mm-hmm. as every, mm-hmm. for every board meeting that we've had, because we've had, I believe, three now. And so it's, um, it's been a, a very good, challenging process, and, um, and they've made me um, answer for Things that are my responsibility, and I've never been challenged in that way. So it was, um, it was good. It was very good. But yes, very intimidating at the beginning. <laughs> I would have yes. rather someone else taken that role, but <laughs> but you stepped up to the plate, and 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 you did it, and that's extremely commendable, uh, David. Other anything else you would like to add to this? Um, you know how you've seen uh, Julie grow, or what were some of the challenges? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, as Julie has expressed, I mean, she has to face so many different issues that she's never faced before: mm-hmm. relationships with bankers, relationship with the board, relationship with regu- regulations, um, having an understanding how the new um, federal health care act is going to impact the the uh, the industry. Uh, um, client um, client challenges, which you mentioned earlier, uh, it's really significant to to step up to the plate and, and stand on a, a, va- a values and a firm foundation of the values and say, this particular client we're, we're not going to go forward with. Um, also dealing with employee uh, situations and employee dynamics. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a very broad perspective that she's had to kind of take on all at once. Um, you mentioned in the beginning of your show resilience. Let me tell you. Julie is very resilient. <laughs> I, I, I met Julie and I got that sense. And just hearing your story, I also feel that way. Um, uh, in, you know, when you talk about values, uh, we have about just two minutes. And, and, and it brings to a st- uh, one of my clients uh, that I worked with a number of years ago had to fire he used the term fire a client because they weren't adhering to the values that were that uh, supported his company. Um, Julie, can you talk a little bit about values, why they're important or how you use them? Well, I believe values are extremely important because they help you maintain the integrity of your identity and what you want to present. We have a mm-hmm. tagline of patient or performance-driven, patient-oriented. And so mm-hmm. um, I look at that on a very regular basis to make sure that we are staying true to um, because the performance-driven is um, serving our hospitals because those mm-hmm. are the ones that... Um, that uh, 
contract with us to offer that support. But the other piece of that, and David mentioned it earlier, is the patient side. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most rewarding pieces that we do is we know that we're not only helping the the uh, hospitals from a contractual standpoint, but we are helping patients in a great time of crisis. And so, and the financial piece can just be added burden um, to them. And, and it's something that doesn't have to be there. And so that's why um, you will find... Uh, an extreme level of loyalty in this company, and I believe it's because they believe in what we do. And they see, especially on the front line with the people that work in the hospitals, and they work with those patients every day, they get to see the reward of the relief on that patient's face when they find out that they are eligible for something. So it's just, um, yes, values, you you have to keep them so that you are sure that you're providing the best service possible. Well, this is a great time to stop and take a break. Um, This is Marcia Zottel, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. When we come back, uh, we are going to learn from Julie and David lessons learned of what I call the unattended entrepreneur, someone who was thrown into the, the role and what they've learned. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back. This is Marcia Zardel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is Julie Failing, president of HCFS, telling her story of getting up to speed fast, sink or swim. Also with us is David Torrance, CEO of Renaissance Forums, who has been Julie's advisor and coach. So now we get to the nitty gritty, which is a year has passed, Julie. Um, Yes. What have you learned as what I have said I call the unattended entrepreneur, where you've been thrust into the role of of president of a company and you've become a leader? So what were some of the um, what have you learned, maybe some mistakes and some successes? Well, um, the first thing I will say that I learned is this is hard work. (laughs) Um, And it is not for the faint hearted. (laughs) Um, uh, But some of the um, detail lessons that I have have learned is um, accuracy and measurability are crucial to the operation of a healthy company. So that is one of my goals for 14 is that we are sure to put those measurable and measurable and, and accountability in place to make sure that that happens. Another thing I learned is um, my husband hired a new salesman a week before he passed, and um, he came in and he went like gangbusters and sold um, just amazingly. Well, I've learned growth can be a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. uh, because we were so excited for the growth, and yet you still have to manage the growth. So um, that is a very valuable lesson I've learned, and we'll use it in the coming uh, future growth that we have. Um, and then my, uh, one of my last lessons um, that has been with me my entire life is that my faith in and obedience to my Lord Jesus are non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. I would not be sitting here today doing what I'm doing if I didn't believe that with every fiber of my being. Because if I didn't believe that, um, I would not sleep at night because it is a hard job to do this. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's faith, it's friends. Um, it's many things uh, that support us. And David, what have you seen? What are some of the lessons Julie's had to learn um, as you have worked with her this year? <clears throat> to manage uncertainty. Um, you know, there's, there's things you can control, and they're just a whole bunch of market forces and other things that you cannot control. I think she has learned the value of her, her leadership skill, uh-huh. Uh, and th- those strengths that we've talked about previously, uh-huh. um, she has learned the importance of alignment, where her um, her direct staff and the organization uh, has to know who they are, has to know what their role is, has to know what their responsibilities is, uh, has to know what each other's roles and responsibilities are, and how important that alignment is in going forward. Um, that was a big learning uh, opportunity for her. And then she she has talked about the various processes that um, that she's had to focus more on and to learn more about, especially measurables, decision rights, um, and reorganization to align the the activity to the strengths and the purposes uh, in her organization. Um, and at the same time, have unwavering resilience as she faces uncertainty, uh, especially in, the, in in this particular industry. And I think that says it all. You know, um, uh, you need alignment, you need measurement, 
um, you need good people. And bottom line, you need unwavering resilience because, as, as Julie said, it is hard work. I don't think and, – and, um, and you have to do with so much uh, uncertainty um, because it just changes us all the time. So, Julie, I want to get – you know, ask you if you, if you wish to share um, – it's always great to look at uh, our successes, but once in a while, we have to look at maybe a, a mistake we made, a decision we made that, mm, if, I, if, I, you know, if I think about it now, I, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have said that, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me of one of your mistakes without revealing too much about, you know? <laughs> I mean, what oh. would you have done differently? One thing that you might have done differently. Uh, one thing I might have done differently would be um, trust but verify. Ah. And um, understanding now where I am a year later, um, I understand the the verifying, the detail level that um, I wish I'd had about six months ago mm-hmm. um, to really be able to challenge um, the data that was being presented for decision-making. Mm-hmm. Not that um, there was anything... Um, Remotely, um, there was not, it, it was not given through integrity, but just I realized in looking back that that's what my husband Rick did was he would review what was presented to him, but he would always challenge it, um, to the point that he would drive them crazy actually because he was, he was extreme like that. But, um, I would, that would be one lesson that I probably, and will, will definitely take into the future, but would have wished I had, had a little more strength in doing that six months ago. I think that would have helped um, the growth be not quite so much of a two-edged or double-edged sword. Um, we would have enjoyed the, the growth in a pattern that would have um, presented itself in a, in a less stressful manner. And so um, that, that would probably be one of the lessons that, um, uh, that I will definitely carry forward and I wish I had had about six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and David, would, be, would there be something that, as you look back working with Julie, that either you know, could have done a little differently, uh, not, uh, Julie could have done a little differently, or some lesson that you think she has learned over the past year? I think that um, she was playing referee. And it was spending, she was spending an awful lot of time doing it. And I know a lot of CEO, entrepreneur CEOs, um, it tends, this tends to be the normal pattern. And now she has realized that um, now that we have roles responsibilities and there's a lot more clarity in how the staff uh, relates to each other, um, that is, uh, you know, now the, each executive is now challenging each other in a much healthier way. Uh-huh. And to um, to come to a much better um, conclusion to where opposites can be shared, opposite opinions can be challenged, and we're not trying to see who's right and who's wrong, but that there's an answer that comes out of the process. I, I think Julie has really matured in this leadership. Uh, I know in the beginning it was a real challenge for her, um, but now she has, um, you know, she cuts it off and she she holds her team accountable to get these problems solved. And Julie, did you, this and and uh, did you find this difficult taking on that um, that part of the leadership role, which is to say, um, uh, let's end a discussion. We're going to take a vote, or this is the way it's going to be. Uh, to be um, 
more in in I'm, I'm not sure the word is demanding uh, but to say uh, this is the this is the way it's going to be done did you was that difficult for you or did it come fairly easy now that was that was extremely difficult for me I had not uh, been in or I have not been in a role um, that had the the position and power to be able to yes. do that. I was always um, you know a mom in the home or I was in a support role like I said in, in my previous work life um, it, to the point that it was always a negotiation you know among the members of, of where uh, whatever environment I was in. So to have that that position and role to be able to say this is we're, we're done discussing this is how it's going to be. That was uh, very different. I watched my husband do it all the time and um, was just always amazed with what clarity he did that. And so now I'm learning that um, it is necessary in in certain cases to take on that role. And so I'm learning. I'm getting better. Um, But it was very difficult in the beginning. And so you, yes, and, and, and I would think that would have been one of the hardest things to, to take on and, and, and identify with the position of president uh, and CEO. So let's go to the last question. And we have a couple of minutes. Um, and if, for the uh, listeners to know, um, Julie is a single mom. Um, how do you deal with the many demands? Uh, and you, you, you originally talked about work balance. Um, what has sustained you? Well, I've learned for the most part to live one day at a time and mm-hmm. to not fret about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, then I have to spend time contemplating the fact that I realize that the tasks I've been given uh, to accomplish and the journey that I've been blessed to walk are impossible to be completed again without my Lord Jesus. He's mm-hmm. my boss, my friend, Savior, and truly the essence of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big piece that helps me, because a single mom, you know, it's taken me almost a year to even be able to wrap my arms around single mom because I was married for 22 years. And um, and so that, you know, I, I go to check boxes on, on questionnaires and things, and it you know, says married, single, whatever. I have a difficult time still. Mm-hmm checking mm-hmm. that single box because it just doesn't feel real. Um, but one of, the, one of the other pieces that has been extremely valuable to me as a single mom and transitioning into this new season of life is my family of origin mm-hmm. and then my family of choice because God has surrounded me with not only an amazing family of sisters and brother-in-laws and all of that, um, nieces and nephews and um, my two kids, but he also gave me a family of choice, which is people that um, he's brought into my life that support me, and they love me, they pray for me, um, and they, it doesn't matter how I perform. They just accept me for who I am. So it's a soft place to fall in those difficult times, and it's a place to celebrate in the really great times. What a wonderful way to end this interview. Um, and I, I, and I want to, I, I am sure that David Torrance was one of those people by choice who um, supported you during this, 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 uh, transition and transformation. Uh, David, do you have any quick thing to, quick last thing to say before we take our break? Um, I, th- I thought that Julie, what Julie had to say there at the end was, was just absolutely beautiful. 
I will tell you that my focus with her on work balance is we check in and where are we? Are you doing okay? And, you know, I strongly urged her when she was taking a vacation to put somebody else in charge so she can completely um, disengage and have a wonderful vacation with her family. And, uh, and she's, uh, you know, each, each day we see each other, uh, we check in and, you know, there's better days than, than, than others, but at least sure. she has a support system to which she can, she can, she can trust in. Well, thank you both. We're going to take a uh, another break, um, and then when we come back, Julie's going to talk about HCFS and how to contact her and other information. So this is Marcia Seidel, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's Business Channel. Stay tuned. which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, guests, uh, listeners. Uh, this is Marcia Zotto, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Julie Failing, President of Healthcare Financial Services, or, or HCFS. So, Julie, uh, can you tell the listeners a bit more about the company? Well, HCFS is a little over 20 years old. Um, we are, uh, our corporate offices are housed in Frisco, Texas. Uh, we service hospitals, 
um, through contract of uh, support in about 14 states, so we're nationwide. Um, we are performance-driven and patient-oriented, and I want to break those two down. Uh, performance-driven is that we, our goal is to support hospitals in areas uh, relating to their revenue cycle. And some of those areas of services are consulting. Uh, we will assist you in areas where you would like to streamline or um, improve. We also have um, out-of-state Medicaid billing and eligibility. We offer marketplace assistance. Um, this is new with the ACA rollout. Um, we are uh, staffed and able to offer you um, service and advice regarding the whole marketplace as it relates to your patients. And then our biggest piece of business right now is eligibility, and that is where we contract with the hospitals to um, help um, find their true self-pay patients eligible assistance for their hospital bills. So um, it is truly a... um, it's just a, a great way to help the patient alleviate that financial stress when they're going through a, cri- a crisis in their in their life. So that is um, um, what HCFS does. We are patient oriented, so it makes our job not only help the hospital but extremely rewarding in helping the individual patients um, while they're again while they're going through this difficult time. Um, we have a website, and it's mm-hmm. www.hcfsinc.com, and we would just welcome you go to go visit that. It gives you more information about us, and if you would like to contact us, you can either do that through the website, or you can call 972-720-1341. I appreciate your time very much. Well, thank you, Julie, and thank you, David, uh, for a great show, and uh, and I really appreciate it. So um, have a great day, okay? It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Are you so busy being busy that you forget what makes leadership tick? It's the people. I always remember the time when the big honcho boss just unexpectedly popped in and plopped down in a chair in my office and said, so how is it going? She sat there chatting and listening to me for 20 minutes. That small act made such an impact on a young employee. As a leader, How often do you connect with your team, chat with them, work alongside them, ask questions, and be there to help you when needed? The practice is called Management by Walking Around, or MBWA for short. Yes, it's been a concept that's been around for quite a while. So this is a gentle reminder of what it can accomplish. It can enhance, first, communication. When your staff sees you as a person and not just a boss, they'll trust you more and also will be more likely to tell you what's going on. You'll get the chance to learn about issues before they become problems. Second, it enhances accountability. When you interact regularly with your team, everyone is more motivated to follow through because you're seeing each other on a regular basis. And third, productivity. 
Many great suggestions for continuous improvement come from casual exchanges, so people will more likely feel freer to talk to you uh, about their ideas. But a bit of caution. It takes more than simple strolling through your office, warehouse, or production facility. MBWA is a genuine effort to understand your staff, what they do, and what you can do to help them do their job more effectively. So here are three wandering around tips. First, ask for feedback and ideas. Let everyone know that you want their suggestions to make things better. As the boss, people may think that your opinions and ideas are right. So hold back from saying what you think. The goal is to see what others have to say. At the same time, share information. Your walk-arounds are an opportunity to talk about the company goals to your employees and reinforce what they do is important. And also, ask questions openly and honestly. If you don't know an answer, find out. And follow up. Wandering around equally. That means don't spend more time in one department than another and don't always talk to the same people or to people with certain ranks. You want to be approachable to everyone regardless of job, title, or position. This is your Smart Moose tip for this week. So many managers sit behind their desk or behind closed doors all the time and never interact with their people except in formal settings like meetings. By getting out there and connecting with your people, that shows you're human, that you care, that you're willing to listen, and then you want to help. A great morale booster. Listeners, do you want to know more about what makes leadership tick? Contact me to get 20 ways to build your leadership. Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with the words, build leadership in the subject line, or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, my guest next week is Jim Reed, president of Momentum Texas, a nonprofit with a primary focus on training to empower veteran employers and entrepreneurs who wish to start and grow a business. Learn how this program promotes innovative economic growth and community development practices throughout Texas, as well as giving returning veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan a real head start. You will be inspired by the success stories of this program. Tune in Wednesday, February 19th at 11 p.m. Pacific. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific. Two Eastern for the Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker. 
helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die, make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.